Jamie. And I'm Hannah. Welcome to Vegetation, Meditation in Community. We are children of immigrants and moms who have spent a lot of time feeling that we are neither aquí neither allá, that we are not from here or there. We've lived the philosophies of our ancestors our whole lives, but we're only recently figuring out that we've been doing that. During the pandemic, we both were trying to include meditation in our everyday lives, but wanted a more rich experience that would keep us coming back to it. So we started doing it together and it felt so powerful and so accessible for us that we felt like everyone should have it. So now we manifest a world where we all feel empowered to reconnect with ourselves and the inheritance of wisdom, strength, and medicine passed to us by our ancestral web. We share our journey with the hope that others will be inspired to experience the healing alongside us. Let's build a more sustainable, regenerative path together. A path that lives on the breath of our everyday lives, not something that has to be added in or fixed. Something that we just need to notice is already happening. Let's come back to our wholeness together. And then um, I'll see if my mom, my mom might already be making a breakfast. If not, I think I have something that I can give them already that won't take too long. Yeah. Um, so I think we, I think we will end up on the team. Same timeline. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll make it happen. We'll, okay. we'll make it, we'll make, we'll do what we need to do. This recording though, we're at 23 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's like 72 minutes or 73 minutes, no? Dang, I don't even know. I think it was like 72. Oh, wait, 72 minutes? I thought it was only like a half hour or something. I don't think so. Huh? Holy shit, what? No, 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 no. The one that I listened to or the one that I was listening to yesterday was like, I think it was 73 oh God, minutes long. Right. Why did I think this was so much shorter? No, no. Damn, but it's pretty long and we still have to talk about like we still talk about a, a, sh- a, a buttload of shit <laughs> <laughs> welcome to vegetation meditation and community we have put all of ourselves into creating this for our digital village and it means so much that you are here This podcast was born out of our meditation practice together, which we record without censoring ourselves in any way. Side note, F-bombs will be dropped. Then later, we come back to comment on what our past selves had going on. To take you on this time machine journey with us, we have used tonal sound cues to guide us through. When you hear ascending tones, we are traveling into the future and descending tones take us back to the past. Today, we invite you to join our future selves as we reflect and comment on the vegetation session from exactly a year ago, where we first connected with many of the themes that are still relevant to us today and named the sacred practice of vegetation. In this episode, the richness of small talk and trusting our magic, we explore how we can cultivate relationships and self-trust through both small talk and deep ass conversations with ourselves and our ancestors. We are reminded that by making space to listen to the self, we can disarm shame, grow self-trust, and attend to our physical, emotional, and spiritual needs. This also primes us to start trusting in the magic and wisdom that lives in all of us. 
It can be uncomfortable along the path as others around us question or need to be reintroduced to the people we are becoming. But there are ways we can support ourselves on the journey. We invite you to join this conversation and reflect on how you can include deeper small talk in your daily rituals. And with that, let's dive in. But even just being an older sister is, is a chechi. Every woman on that altar is a chechi. Mm, that's amazing. And just the way that it's all coming together. Where is your front door? Can you just point to the direction yeah. where your front door is? It's already that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Can't quite remember. But I think like of your Baudois map, I think that's your family center, but I can't, or like if you just do like the, oh. the three by three, I'm just trying to figure out like what energy source of your house that was in. Oh, interesting. You know what? That's right. I should look at, um, I should look at the Vastu Shastra. So like um, in Indian philosophy, there's like a whole philosophy about where to place things and the energies of, of the home and house and everything like that. And I don't remember where it is, but I think it's, I think this is on the wrong side of the house for that. I think it's, uh, I think it's supposed to be like in the, um, on the south side or something like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, well, it seems to be in a perfect place. It yeah. seems to be happening at like the right time. Yeah. And what's beautiful is that as I hear you talking about it, there is no questioning. There is yeah. no fear behind it. There is just pure joy, Jamie. Yeah. Pure joy and um, a connection to like, I, I don't, I don't, like not even a struggle to like try to figure out, oh, what is the meaning behind this? Who are these people to me? It's right. just telling yeah story of your family and the connections that you're finding. Can I pause us there? Well, yes, why, why are we feeling like pausing at the exact same time on this recording? I love it. Because yes. we're connected to it now. Duh. Because. Duh. Speak on it. I... I just have to call out and I'm getting chills and probably, I don't even know if I'm going to say it articulately, but I don't care how whatever shame that maybe we've carried from childhood about culture, ancestors, um, not being white, whatever it may be. And right now, when you're talking about like have being careful who you share this with or who you engage in conversations with, and then now we're putting out, we're putting it out globally. <laughs> And the transformation or the, the meaning of that, yeah. of what that means of the ultimate transformation of shame into what? Like, is it shame is now in, in the limelight or it's no longer shameful? Right. Yeah. I mean, um, immediately what I think of is self-trust. Yeah. Like it's so tangible to me, the way that my self-trust has grown from that time, from when we started. Um, and even like, as it continues to grow, you know, I don't feel it growing along the way. I notice it in the ways that 
that I don't give a fuck sometimes about things, you know what I mean? And at the same time, I'm still aware of who are the people who are made most uncomfortable by these types of thoughts, practices, things like that. And, and I feel the shame, you know, as I'm engaging with those folks, but shame is more like a friend that is giving me a reminder that it's, this is not the safest place for sharing these things. So how can we set some boundaries for ourselves to keep ourselves whole while also um, in like how, how much of an opportunity do I want to give this person to try to re-engage with this subject? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all I wanted to say is just that transformation. Yeah. Yeah. Call it out. I was unmuting because I'm feeling so much empathy for her. I'm feeling so much empathy for her and her, her shame and, and the ways that it has been manifested in her life. And by her, I mean me, (laughs) mine, you know, um, and the ways that, um, the ways that I worked as a young person to cover up and deny my own magic and how much joy it brings me to see that it didn't work (laughs) covering it up didn't work and that it was too powerful like it just like fucking exploded out during a pandemic you know (laughs) yeah yeah huh you know and maybe it was the stress and turmoil of a pandemic that had to exist for this to reemerge. Wow. You know, just like um, so many seeds in, in this land, you know, colonized as California, how they need to be burned in the fire for them to sprout. Yeah. What a powerful image. And when you were talking about putting spices in your tea, yeah. Why can't it just be magic? Why can't we feel like that there that that there's more there? That we have protection, we have accompaniment, we have love that guides this physical meat suit that we have. And our, our logical brain, Mm -hmm. that there is that balance of, of logic and, and magic that's there. Yes. And it makes me think about, um, I mean, first of all, both, you know, as Junior used to say when she was little, right. Both of those things are there. Right. But, you know back in the day, they weren't separated. And for me, that feels much more in balance. Yeah. In balance than science is 
king, you know, to use the words and the science of the colonizer together, right? Um, and it makes me think about, um, you know, the, the astrology course that we did for Munchala, where she talked about how, you know, back in the day, astrology and astronomy were the same science. Like, it wasn't that it was a combination of the two. It was that they were not separated. And um, when I was listening to a podcast the other day that I will link to, that we'll put in the resources as well. It was one of JVN's, it was JVN's podcast. And they had an astrologer on who took it a little bit further because JVN grew up Christian. And so, you know, had lots of feelings about astrology um, as many of our listeners might, you know. Um, but um, the astrologer was talking about how the wise men, the three wise men who came to, who followed the star of Bethlehem to Jesus's birth, they were astrologers. Like they were more than likely astrologers, you know, who we might like to think of now as astronomers because it fits more nicely into, you know, what dominant culture says about all of these things. But um, at that time, astrology and astronomy were the same. It was all together as one, not separated. So why can't my, you know, spices that go into my tea in the morning be based in these studies now in Western science that show that ginger has really wonderful effects for the whole gut, you know, but also be based in Ayurveda, which is a science. Um, it's just not a Western science and has been like, you know, practices that have been proven for generations and generations but have not been done in, you know, the, there haven't been studies done in the Western tradition on all of it, right? And so some part of it is magic as well, you know, yeah. just because it's not Western science. <laughs> but then of course, there's also just my intuition when I get up in the morning, what are the herbs that I need right now? I can like almost taste what I need. That's what I'm going to do then, Yeah. period. And being able to trust in the self right. because there's so many messages that come to us and you need, you need this, or you need that mm -hmm. because you sh shouldn't trust yourself. Right. And especially as a person who has been calling, who has ancestors who has, who have been colonized mm -hmm. you, um, or enslaved, mm -hmm. um, you were told that you could not trust yourself. Yes. Yes. And so this is all new. And so for folks listening in, like, I mean, I don't always have that. I don't right. have that intuition of like, oh, tasting like what I need. And that's okay. Right. And there will be moments where if you, you can listen in and it's a, it's a learned skill. It's a reconnection. It's building a relationship with yourself. Yes. Yes. And because it's not just with your ancestors, like, yes, that, that all the altar, yes, it is to connect with, with others who have been there before you or connect to something bigger than you, but that bigness is you. Yes. It's you. And 
I mean, it, 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 you're, it's, I don't know, like almost like redating yourself or getting to know yourself <laughs> yes. and finding out what is it that I need and right. asking that question on the daily, right? What do I need right now? And not fighting it either. Because we talk about this as like, oh, I'm tired. Well then fucking rest. <laughs> but it's easier said than done because yes. I, I did not do that all the time. Um, but, but it is practicing and it's making it practical and making that magic practical so that you can ask yourself, what do I need? And then you can taste it in your mouth or your body will say, I need to take a, a really hot shower or I, I need to drink more water or I need to get the fuck outside mm-hmm. and trusting it and just doing it and not questioning it. Well, I still need to do all of these things. And I'm going to have to tell so-and-so that I'm going to go do this. And then my kid's going to be like, what the fuck are you doing, mom? Yes. But just those little, those little nuggets or kernels of insight that right. were given right. and learning to just trust and go deeper with them when we're given to, when they're given to us. Yes. Yes. when they arrive, I should say. And something that you said also sort of rung a little bell in my brain too, that, you know, it's not just the colonized who are trained to not trust the messages from yeah. ourself. Good point. It's the colonizers, the, the, the generations of colonizers too, yep. who are all being fed the same messaging you know, folks who didn't even, you know, start off as colonizers, but came into this privilege and so have been swept with along with the same wave of not listening to the self, you know, and, you know, this is not a time for this conversation, but I'll just mention that I really have been playing with this idea in my brain of what would this world look like if those who are descended from colonizers we're truly reconnecting with their lineage and recognizing, you know, the traumas and the sufferings and the atrocities inflicted by their lineage and sitting with that and accepting it and knowing, you know, how to move from there, thinking deeply about how to move from that space to heal the lineage in general, you know? What if we were all healing? Yeah. what if we were all healing Hannah? <laughs> <laughs> oh that makes me want to cry a little bit at all yes yeah it really it feels like and a like a okay. bubbling stream of words coming out of me like stop talking <laughs> it's it just i don't know it it, it all just seems so natural and joyous and what a what a beautiful thing and have you talked to the girls about it like did you talk to them like were they involved as you were putting it together yeah oh yeah yeah they were here the whole time they were touching all of the objects that were coming out you know looking at the pictures that kumkum chip was like you know like a big hit like they both wanted to just like hold them and open them and close them and shove things into them (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and I also found like a big Deepika, like one of a big brass lamp, like um, you know, one of the lights that we use in India, like 
from ancient times. And there's like ancient methodology for making these too. But, um, oh shoot, oh, oh, I just spilled tea all over Blake's rug. Um, there's like, um, I had completely forgotten that I even got this. I have to go get some to clean up this rug. Yeah. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it, go for it, go for it. <laughs> oh dear. Life. Well, what was kind of funny that you, and then you said Blake's rug, is that as you're telling me all these stories and I hear such a connection, you know, you're talking, there's like a lot of that energy with you and the girls. And then I'm wondering, how does Blake, what's Blake's connection to that altar? And then you're like, oh, I spilled tea on Blake's rug. Oh my gosh, I feel like that's like Blake's entire life with me is me like spilling the tea about like the metaphysical all over his ass and him just like feeling like this is a mess. It's so, it's really interesting actually. I'm really glad you asked that. Um, the other day, Oh, I was telling him about how I was doing, how I had sort of, um, um, I'm hosting these Zoom these, uh, meetings, right, about, about just ancestors and connection and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I'm sort of asking something like, you know, like, how do you connect with your ancestors, you know? And I started mm. talking to him about, like, you know, first of all, obviously, I was, like, a little bit shocked to hear that question from him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but he was asking me, like, um, oh, no, I started talking to him about, sorry, like, I'm <laughs> at the same time, so I'm even more This is real life, so. though. This, this is real life. Um, I started talking to him about how, you know, like, there's, like, all sorts of ways, you know, like, it connects your meditation, but, you know, what I, what I'm really trying to work on doing and what I'm really interested in is finding the ways to connect just in everyday life you know anyway so I was telling him about it and at some point he's there was something about him that made me feel like um he was not really engaged or I think he oh I think he might have like made some kind of like a you know like a silly comment that was just like so not connected to what I was talking about. And I didn't really find it funny. And I was like, just never mind, you know? And he was like, no, like, <laughs> but sort of in that like, you always do that kind of way. And I was like, he was sort of like, you know, like, you know, I, why, how come you won't talk to me about this sort of thing, you know? And I was like, because when I do talk about these sort of things, um, you just get like silly about it. And, you know, and, you know, well, it's a very lighthearted subject for me. If you're like making a joke at the subject's expense, like it's just too close to what, you know, this whole society tells me about this stuff, which is that it's bullshit. Like there's no science behind it. So it's not real. Um, And it's just like, you know, it's, um, I find that it is, or I found recently, 
in having these conversations with him, with my parents, and even before these conversations I'm having with moms of color who are so similar to me, you know, in, in values, it's really nerve wracking for me to talk about this stuff with people because I have been made to feel my whole life like, like this is some bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, there's just like, this is just me like trying to make something out of nothing, like trying to like, you know, think that, you know, the ancestors are guiding my hand when I put my spices in my tea, like just this idea of like, oh, whatever, it could be that, or it could be that you're just putting some fucking spices in your tea, <laughs> like, you know, get over it. But um, the takeaways from that are, A, <laughs> I'm really um, wary of talking about it and who I talk about it to. And B, that Blake is interested, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How is um, Chester with this stuff? He was, it's new to him. I think it's a new concept. And then I think having a child and especially a mixed race child with ancestors from all over the world yeah Yeah. you know know, trying to figure out how do you make the connections to her culture you have to talk about family you have to talk about people that came before her all of these different things and I think he's getting he is getting more comfortable with the idea of it (laughs) but it was funny because do you remember one of the last, it was maybe not, it wasn't maybe early last week or the week before where we did a meditation mm-hmm. and I, my mom's mom talked to me for the first time. It was yes. a high Misa moment. Yes. And I was telling, I, I told Chester about it mm-hmm. <laughs> and he replied with, and this was like so, so snarky, like, right. Like I was telling him what happened. Was, well, when I talked to my grandfather, <laughs> But like it was a joke, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Like when I talked to my grandfather, Uh-oh. he was telling me how proud he was of me, and just how I was so connected. Like, but it wasn't making fun of it, but it was making mm-hmm. making light of something that he maybe didn't fully understand. I just want to take a moment um, to acknowledge. Um, I guess a couple of things. One is, you know, I'm, I'm hearing about, you know, Chester's kind of funny response, you know, to you talking about grandsisters and how Blake had, you know, a funny response when I was talking about grandsisters. And, you know, when I talked about it earlier in this recording, um a future self was responding to past self earlier in this recording you know I was talking about feeling a lot of empathy for for the self and for having to have dealt with that sort of thing you know throughout my life but I also want to acknowledge that I totally get and have practiced the same thing of when I'm not comfortable with something I'll make a joke about it you know, like, or I'll just laugh. Like I still, now when I'm listening to our recordings, like it strikes me that every time you ask like how I'm doing or something, I laugh. And it's like, <laughs> why am I laughing? Why are you laughing, bitch? 
what's so funny about that? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And um, so it's, you know, it was according, it was occurring to me today as we started listening, when I laughed, when you asked how I was doing, that like, this is like a tick that I have, like, it's a thing that developed for some reason. And, you know, I know that this is a subject that is uncomfortable for a lot of people, you know, and for many reasons, the, the reason I think of the most is the ways that culturally in this, you know, in dominant culture here in the US, it is thought of as, you know, foolishness and, you know, a sign of being um, lesser, you know, I was uh, just like the ways that um, colonizers really uh, created this hierarchy of who is a worthy enough person, you know, who is higher along in the evolutionary scale. And if you are somebody who believes in this sort of, you know, um, this sort of thing, then you're lower in the evolutionary process, you know, that in like on the eugenic scale. Yeah. You know, so I, I do like, just want to acknowledge that, you know, I have a, I have, I have a lot of empathy for folks who respond in that way too. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not, I'm not judging them at all. I do this shit too. And I know, and I think I, I did it with ancestors and magic and all that stuff too, for a long time. I have a, a random question. It's mm -hmm. kind of rhetorical because it's going to take me to something that happened yesterday, but <clears throat> can just a question to put out there because we talk about these deep ass connections to ancestors and all of these things that happen, right? Mm -hmm. We just have small talk with our ancestors, you know, and I think that's when you were talking about your tea, right? I'm going to yeah. go back to that example. That's small talk. I mean, it's deep as, it's deep as fuck. Right, right. But it's also small talk. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think that when when you were talking about like the how um, how are you doing or how's it going? Yeah, I think sometimes we don't know how to read that because we don't know how much do people really want to know. Like mm -hmm. with you, when you ask me that, or when there's some other people when they ask me that, I could just be like, I could just tell you how I how I'm doing, and whether it's in a sentence or be like, Do you have five minutes for me to tell you how? Right. I'm doing? Right. And then there's other times in our culture, yes. I say American culture, yeah. where, you know, you'll go to the grocery store. Like yesterday I went to Target and when I was checking out, the, the guy asked me, he go, he didn't just say, how are He said, how are you doing? How's it going today? Mm -hmm. And I said, it's going pretty good. And then he responds with, so what's something interesting that's happened to you today? And it's this young, I'm going to call him kid. Cause he's like younger than me. <laughs> right. Um, it's this kid. And, um, and because I didn't know how to read it and I didn't know what he really, did he want to know that I like sat outside in a resort in Napa, like drinking <laughs> a coffee while I was working after a meeting right. or did he just want me to say, I don't know. Good question. So what I did was said, you know, I don't know what's something interesting that happened to you <laughs> or what's something interesting about your day. Yeah. And he responds with telling me about that. He's been driving his niece and nephew to school every day and that he finally got to have a bowl of cereal. Oh, 
And I was like, oh, what kind of cereal? And it was um, bunches of oats with almonds. And I haven't had that since I was like a kid. And we started talking about the magic of like watching TV Mm. and eating a bowl of cereal in the morning. And it it was just such a a random interaction, but it's so human. But it was it was small talk, but then it wasn't, right? Yes. And so it's like, how does that interaction happen? Or how do we, when does it become when we're having this type of small talk or with ourselves or ancestors or like in this magical realm? That's all it's making me think of. Oh, I love this so much. And you know, it's bringing up, it's bringing up another question for me to add to the question of, what is small talk with the grandsisters? How does that look? How does that, you know, manifest? My other question is, where is the richness of small talk? How do we access the richness of small talk? You know, and I think a lot of the times it's it starts with the question and the detail of the question. Um, it's one of the things that I have experienced and 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 I. I think I might have read this somewhere at some point, but um, small talk, you know, from a trauma-informed lens needs to be specific. Like the question has to be specific, right? Not just how are you doing? Like sometimes, especially in pandemic times, it's like a fucking slap in the face. How are you doing? Like, you know, during the time of like the George Floyd movements, uh, like the George Floyd, you know, inspired movements. Well, yes, but like the, you know, all of that shit that was going on, like all this um, violence and trauma, like really finally getting a bigger slice of the news cycle and, you know, all this shit, you know, when you ask a black person, how are you doing? Like, I feel like, you know, I feel like a a slap in the face is afforded, you know? (laughs) I just got chills when you said that. Like, I I deeply felt that, yes. Right, right. But like, if you ask a question that's more like, you know, maybe, you know, how is your body feeling in this moment? Do you, would you like to share? Would you like to tell me about how you are feeling physically, mentally, spiritually, for something in this moment, you know? Or even something like, did you eat today? Did you have a chance to eat something today? You know? Yeah. Do you feel like taking a nap right now instead of talking to me right now? Cause you can, you know, like, I don't know. I just, you know, the questions that we think of as a normal small talk question, um, how do we get to the richness of it? And how do we see the person who we're asking it? Yeah. And how do we do that with ourselves? Because earlier when you were talking about how sometimes you can just taste what your body needs, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's a way to do deep, small talk with yourself Mm because you're asking yourself or you're like, Hey, I'm putting it out there. I'm really caring about what you want. So just tell me when you're ready. And that's your body responding to that openness, right? Yes. And I think the questions that you ask, like, how is your body doing in this moment? 
Did you eat? Um, how are you doing spiritually? Um, do you feel rested or however, like those specific questions are, mm-hmm. I think those are really good questions that we can carry, or I don't know if we put them on like our notes section in our phone, when we're starting to feel like, why am I feeling restless? Why am I feeling, or why can't I focus? Why do you know, whatever, just a, a self check-in or having a check-in with yourself and picking one question to focus on and whether it's journaling it or just sitting there and asking yourself and reflecting on that, like, how is my physical body doing right now? Like, like for me right now, it's like, my nose is hella stuffy, you know, or like, and, and recognizing that and saying, okay, body, I hear you and I feel you. And just because we're recording, I don't want to fight you. Right. Like do what you need to do. And I'm going to take care of you. And I hear you. Mm. Yes. And you know, this is also making me think of um, in human design, the not self questions, you know, because those are like, I, I did a little ritual of writing them down and putting them on a cute little thing that sits on my desk. So every once in a while, I'm reminded of the questions. And for some reason, I can never fucking remember them. <laughs> I can't remember mine at all. I know. And it's yeah. probably because, and we both are like, we have plenty of experience memorizing shit. <laughs> you know. Um, but I think it's because, you know, um, there's a resistance, right? There are some blocks against it. But, um, but yeah, we can, I'm pretty sure I got my questions from the time passages app or website potentially so we can we can put that in the resources too but yeah those questions are so specific to some of my habits that cause challenges in my life that you know create suffering in my life um so just having those around too is a a place to start if the idea of coming up with questions for the self is a lot already you know agreed agreed Shall we jump back in? Let's do it. Let's do it. What does it feel like to let go of shame and finally invite ourselves to reclaim our magic and bigness? Sometimes it can feel like an explosion and other times it can be a soft voice reminding us to rest or take a walk. For us, The transformation of shame into empathy and self-trust has created a space where logic and magic can coexist, where we can better listen in to the wisdom that has been gifted to us by our culture and our ancestors, and coalesce this power with our knowledge of modern science and our personal experiences in this lifetime. This metamorphosis is not something that has to happen all at once. In most cases, it has to happen at the speed of nature, and we evolve through incremental practices that can look like taking some intentional breaths in the morning, or something more involved like starting a vegetation practice with a friend. The goal is not to emerge as a butterfly, but instead to release our expectations and enjoy who we are every step of the journey. Before we close the space together, we want to remind you that we'd love to remain in community with you here and in the digital village, whether that's through following this podcast or joining our email list at TharavadaYoga.com. 
And if you'd like to practice meditation with Jamie, that's me, head over to the website to book a private session with me or bring a close friend along who you'd like to develop your practice with. We also want to thank you for listening to us. Thank you for being part of this movement to create connection to each other through connection with ourselves. And thank you for taking a moment to be self-centered with us. All right, let's take a moment to close the space together. If you're driving, please stay in your thinking brain rather than moving into more focus on our words right now. So let's start by letting go of the concepts of time and space as we have been taught in school and allow ourselves the possibility of being energetically linked in this moment to us and the whole vegetation community. We invite you to breathe with us, inhaling the harvest, gathering up what you'd like to take with you from this space. On our exhales, releasing what's ready to be composted, what doesn't serve you, letting it be recycled into the energies of the universe. Now on our inhales, inviting gratitude for the hands and hearts, including your own, that allowed you to have this moment with yourself. And on our exhales, releasing any judgment or anxiety around creating this space for yourself. On your next inhale, we offer our gratitude for sharing space, time, and attention. And exhaling as slowly as you desire, witnessing your own magic in action, slowing your heart rate and soothing your nervous system, tethering yourself to this place within you as we make our way back to the bustle of life. Now one more breath together in your own time as you connect with your own intention as we close the space together, releasing it on our next exhale with a snap if you wish. Looking forward to bending space and time with you again. Take care.